Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair, yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah, and how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household, so anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you can have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. 
Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's been approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey guys, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Guys, I'm going to curse this episode because I am so passionate about it. Whoa, really? You're that fired <laughs> up? You yeah, started this I'm really thing, fired up. Uh, well, you started this podcast not sounding fired up. It sounded like very like, hey guys, like very like you're about to walk <laughs> us through like a meditation. I like that you're fired up. I'm excited that you're fired up. Ashley, before we get going here... How's the week? Catch us up on anything cool that happened to you this week. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, I had gone to Vegas this week. Um, yeah. Our my our agent, Paul, he had a little like retreat there. So it was cool. I got to hang out with some Bachelor fam, uh, Ari and Lauren, and we bonded over like baby life and where we live and stuff like that because we both live with like the you know, the husband side, we live in the state of the husband side. Mm. And then we, uh, I talked to Hannah Ann for the first time. I got to meet Hannah Ann in person and she's so sweet. And we talked about her boyfriend and how they're planning on doing a move soon. And then let's see who else. The crystal. I talked to crystal with her new fiance miles. And I talked about how they got engaged and all that. And that's a good story. We're gonna have to have crystal on soon to talk about that. Yeah. They are so cute together and who am I missing? I saw the twins for the first time in a long time. Both where are they living? Married ladies. Uh, they're both in Vegas. But what's cool is that Emily and Haley are currently living together. So Haley lives with Emily and Will because her husband is in Sweden nine months out of the year. So there are certain months out of the year she lives with Emily, uh, Emily and Will. Why isn't she, did she mention why she's not making the move to Sweden? Um, I don't actually, you know what? You'd think that that would be an obvious question to be like, Haley, why aren't you always with your husband over there? Yeah. Maybe it has to do with like a visa thing. Not 100% sure, but like also she's really, you know, lonely during the season when he's away and she has nobody there and she's like in a home by herself and all that. So I know she's, she's happier when she gets to be with her sister. And I not get, in a, a lonely house. I, that makes sense. I bet Hannah Ann mentioned how we met for the first time at yep. Maddie's. Oh, she did. I was actually yeah. kidding. Oh, no, no, no. She definitely did. She was like, I met Ben for the first time last week. It was great. Really sweet yeah, human. adorable. Very, so very sweet, sweet human. Um, yeah. And a lot smaller uh, than I expected. She's like just. Really? She's like just tall. I imagined tall. her to be tiny. Yeah. She's like just tall, which is like a very yeah. tiny, tiny person. Um, but. Well, that's awesome. That sounds like a great week. I'm assuming it really it went so really well. Fun. 
Yes, it was great. It was so it was so lovely. Awesome. Well, uh, there's something about bachelor family. I say this every time. It's just like you just click immediately. You can go so long without seeing each other, and there's always some common denominator. I'm glad you feel that way. Sometimes I just feel out of place. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Ben, you just are just too self-conscious then. Yeah, maybe. You just feel like, like you know, Taylor Swift's song, Antihero? Mm, no, you, I don't. You but. have to, okay, you have to go listen to Antihero, okay? okay? That's your song. There is a line. Can I read it to you? I know that like yeah. our producers are going to be like, guys, there we have we have to hurry up but i actually need to read this one lyric to you because you're gonna relate so hard i mean it's your song like she says in it um i have a fear of getting older but not wiser and then this is the this is the this is the verse that i really feel like you will resonate with and i hope i'm not being dramatic but it says sometimes i feel like everybody is a sexy baby that's that's supposed to be referring to like, you know, hot TikTokers yeah. that are like a lot younger than her. Um, and I'm a monster on the hill, too big to hang out, slowly lurching towards your favorite city, pierced through the heart, but never killed. Ooh. You know, Taylor, I asked Jess the other night, I said, <laughs> what's up? I was like, is Taylor Swift like, what makes her so popular? And Jessica said her lyrics just relate with a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. She's good, huh? Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm so pumped. You had a good time. It is always fun seeing people from Bachelor uh, Nation, and it's fun being around them and hearing what they're up to and hearing their stories. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, I haven't been around too many of them recently, and so it's fun to kind of live vicariously through you uh, when you get to see them. And uh, we got to talk about a lot of people from Bachelor Nation right now because Paradise is still going. It is still going, and it is going, and it is going, and going. <laughs> and it is going, and it is going to the point where there are still new arrivals next week. <laughs> this is strange. It's weird, Ashley. That's uh, a little weird. I think it's kind of bizarre. I mean, come on, guys. Stop. Stop that. Stop Yeah. That. Can we just get it down to a select few? Well, uh, <laughs> Ashley, we have a lot to talk about today, a lot to break down, a very emotional episode. I will say it was less dramatic and more emotional for many and the responses on social media uh were were very emotionally driven um some very strong opinions and thoughts uh coming out of this episode uh for a couple different reasons we're going to share our opinions well because that's what we get paid to do and we're going to talk about the episode right here coming up after this break What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, 
It's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Ashley, let's kick it off. Bachelor in Paradise is, yes, back. Uh, it is a vacation of sorts because there's only one episode this week, which I thoroughly enjoyed. 
that that fulfilled my heart so deeply because Ugh. I got to give my all to the one episode. Exactly. And that's a good point. Let's let's clarify this. It's not that I don't enjoy watching Paradise. In fact, <clears throat> out of all the shows that The Bachelor does, Paradise is is enjoyable for me. I I'm uh, 70% of the time really really like watching it. Uh it's just when it's so much it gets exhausting and I feel like I'm not able to do my job well, which is to, you know, analyze and reflect and think about certain moments because it's so long. Well, when it's four hours, I mean, I know that's with commercials included. So for us, it's not exactly four hours, but that is a big time dedication. So sometimes you're doing stuff on on the side and sometimes you're, you're skipping forward a little bit. This, I was able to zone in, and I never looked at my phone. It was really, really nice. But it's also because the content of this episode was strong. And it was basically just the love triangle mm. between Justin, Rodney, and Eliza. And I was enthralled in every moment. It was so emotional. And here's my big takeaway. Should I just start off with my big takeaway? I mean, I think... So there are other moments, <laughs> Ashley, that I would like to speak about. Oh, really? Okay, fine. I think the Eliza and Rodney moment um, with Justin obviously is the the Super Bowl to this episode. It is the climax. Okay. However, you so you do- want to talk about the other parts first, and then we'll go and talk. Yeah, about the Super Bowl? I think that's the okay. best way to do this because it's going right. to take up so much time to break down the other segment. I, I really want to start talking to you about Kate. Okay, I kind of love Kate now. You love Kate, <laughs> yeah. I do not want to be her friend. I definitely do not want to date her, but I love watching her. Oh, okay. That's fair. Okay. You that's know. a good, uh, yeah. I would say my, my takeaway here that I have written down is I would never set her up with somebody that I am friends with. Yeah. Now I think Kate is beautiful. I think when she first came to the beach, she is very inquisitive and you see her supporting uh, people on the beach really well. She gives good advice, but she is very much in the advice kind of realm of go for what you want, do what you need, put yourself out there, put yourself first, put yourself first. And that where that's where it brings up my conversation with Logan. I feel like the Logan situation, Kate was, was obviously not kind to Logan but I was very thrown off with what she was upset with Logan about. It seems like this whole episode was focused on Kate wanting to marry somebody with money. <laughs> Typically, you don't admit that, even if that is a thing. <laughs> I know, but that's why it was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen somebody so outwardly focused on... I mean, and she did frame it in some decent ways, like I want to be supported. I don't want to be the sole breadwinner. Uh, those things make sense. However, yeah. I think she was saying that to convince herself that maybe she's not wrong. Like this is not a healthy thought to marry somebody <laughs> based on them having six figures to give to their dog or owning their own company. Trust me, Ashley, I own my own company. It doesn't mean you're stupid wealthy. (laughs) Sometimes it means the opposite. So I have never had that point of view. And 
I, you guys know I'm honest about everything. Like, that's just, like, never been, like, the thing. I don't understand why there are gold diggers who would rather marry for money than love and, like, be married to, like, a gross 85-year-old man when they're in their 30s. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But I have friends that are, that, that can roll over into that territory. And yeah. I think it was hilarious to see on TV. Not right, but hilarious because it was just brutally honest. And what I did like was that she used this one expression, which I think I can get behind. Provider energy. What is it's it? It's just like provider energy. Oh. She said, I just want a guy who gives off provider energy. It's kind of like big dick energy. Yeah. You don't have to have the big dick, but I want you to have the energy. Yeah. I want you to act <laughs> like you got one. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I want you to put forth the effort that like you're a guy who wants to provide. Yeah. I want you to be a hard worker. But I don't necessarily need to be rolling in the dough. That's my interpretation of that new expression that she's created. Oh, I, but see, I saw it completely different. I just felt like she wanted somebody, yes, with provider energy and also to take her on trips and take her out to dinner and buy her things. Oh, no, 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 Ben, you are correct. But okay. that she did just like for all of us other girls out there put out a nice little term called provider energy at the end, which I was like, we can all get behind provider energy. Sure. But she definitely wants more than just the energy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, and I get that because as a husband or as a partner, I want to I want Jessica to know I will provide for her. Now, granted, yeah. That doesn't mean that she still can't have provider energy herself for me. Right, right, right. Or that the girl can't make more. Because exactly. under the umbrella of a provider energy, the girl can still make more. Definitely. I want Jessica yeah. to know she is safe. I want her to know she'll be taken care of. I want her to know that I want her every dream for a relationship and for life, I, as long as it's healthy, to come true. And I want to help mm -hmm. get you know work with her and sit beside her as she works towards that and as we do that together. However... Uh, I, I kind of want this, I mean, and tell and this might be the non-traditional side of me is I want her to provide for me also in certain ways. And so the provider energy makes sense. However, I think Logan has it in his words and his, in his affirmation. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. I don't feel provider energy from him right now. You see him as the child that she's like communicating like she is having the fear that he is a man child and that he lives with his roommates and that he's young and that she doesn't even know what he does for a living and you get that same vibe mm -hmm. okay i can't say i would be turned on we're very close in age she's 33 and i'm 34 to hear that the guy lived with two roommates would make me go uh yeah save money <laughs> yeah, sure. Save money, but also frat boy life. Still in the frat boy life. I'd rather you have a small ass five. I'd rather you have these small. Like, I'd rather you live in a shoebox by yourself. I think, and have that privacy. And is this where guys are different? Thing. Because for me, if I'm single and I'm not married, it would be a dream to live with my two buddies up until the day, like I moved out to be with my wife. It would be a blast. Like we would have so much fun. Okay, but I I think that one buddy at that age is fine, but two does make it feel like. Oh, I like want a, ten. Like a college environment. Yeah, I want ten in my in the house. Really? Oh, that's yeah. That's because you have like you have like a circle of bros. Jared lived with his best girlfriend before yeah. we got together. Yeah. Uh, Hannah, gotta call you in for this. 
We need a third party perspective. Up, oh, East didn't get in here for this too. I love bringing the producers on. I see where you're coming from, Ashley, because my the person I was with for like four and a half years lives alone in San Francisco because he's like very motivated and has a really intense job and just wants to be focused. And that is attractive to me. Mm-hmm. If he was living with like six people and like still living, as you say, the frat life, it would be a bit more of a turnoff. Okay. So I agree. Easton, okay, great. what is your opinion? I mean, I'm, I'm with, uh, I'm with Hannah here. I think, uh, if you, if you, uh, if to me, um, if you live by yourself, uh, that means you got your act together. (laughs) Um, a lot lot of roommates. I'm sorry. Even if they're close friends, I'm not down with it. Now, granted, I say all of this and I lived alone for eight years in a, in a house. You you were that guy. You were the guy that we're referring to as the hot one. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the hot one. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, but you lived in a small house and you always talk about how small your house is and how the bathroom was right off the kitchen, but that is so much more attractive. Yeah, I guess. I mean, and it it took a lot. I I get what you're saying because there's a sense of responsibility there too. And what I learned during that time, and as you found on the podcast, you know, years ago, one of the things that happened when I was in the house, it got broken into twice. Once with me there, right? A dude standing in my back, like kitchen area. And Mm -hmm. what it taught me was I had to step up. Like, I can't just like count on my really buff, strong, tough roommate to like take (laughs) him out. No, that's me with a baseball bat being like, get out of my house, please. (laughs) Um, And so I do think you, uh, I mean, I'm going to say this and I think it can mean, I think there was a lot of me coming into my manhood by living alone. I think I matured a lot and I think I had to learn a lot and I had to be aware of a lot and I had to take care of a house, which is a big responsibility for anybody that does that. So I get what you're saying. I just personally think it would be fun to have 10 dudes watching Monday night football with a beer in hand, like, and then all of us going our separate ways. But with that being said, I did live alone. So we're saying that Logan doesn't throw that like provider energy out there that that's making more sense to me now. I, I think my issue with this, Ashley, to kind of wrap up this thought too, is that I didn't like, I, and, and I, and I the thought test. Of, it goes back to the test. I think with you, the test threw me off and the fact that she doesn't really like either one of them. She doesn't know. And, and this no. is what's sad to me. And that brings me to what I was saying is as I reflected on this moment and why it was bothering me so much. Now it doesn't bother me enough for me to lose sleep over it. Really think about 10 minutes after the show's done, but it does during the show. And I like to write down notes and what I'm feeling while I'm feeling it. And I think the thing is this, is Kate is a beautiful person, like physically. She's very inquisitive. We've seen that. She obviously cares because she's in most of the moments when people are hurting. She's around to give them some support and some advice. Mm-hmm. And I believe yeah. that's coming from a good place. What I'm upset about in this, and, and I could be corrected and I've probably overstepped my bounds already, is that Kate is going to miss out on what true love is. And true love is a beautiful thing to have and to hold, and it's a gift, and it's sacred, and it's special. And what I want to tell Kate, if I was her friend, again, I'm probably overstepping my bounds here, is that there is love out there for you. It could be somebody that you are provided by, right, and for. It could be somebody that you live in the smallest little place with, in the like work place that you don't want to live at all, and you can only eat ramen for your meals, but there's mm-hmm. love there. 
And that's a story to tell, and that's beautiful, and that's something to pursue. And I don't think, if I'm her friend, and she's 33 years old, I would tell her, just like I'd tell my best girlfriends in the world right now, is I don't think you're looking for love in the right place, and I don't think your criteria is going to match up to your the joy and happiness that love provides. And that's what frustrates me. But again, that's me overstepping my bounds because I don't have a relationship with her to tell her that. Ben, you're just so right in every single way. And earlier I said I didn't want to be friends with Kate, but actually I do want to be friends with Kate because I think she is kind of fun with the girls. I do think she's emotionally supportive with them when mm-hmm. they need them the most. Yeah. But she's so entertaining. And what you're saying is right. Again, what you're saying is right. But I can't get enough of her saying this stuff on national right, TV. Sure. Yeah, because she is. Okay. She's good TV. She's good so TV. So funny. She's yeah. really good TV. But the thing is, she doesn't like either of them. She really doesn't. No. She's probably like, I think she seems more attracted to Logan. Like she wants to hook up with him. But she doesn't really want to be with either of them in real life. Well, Ashley, last week we were upset with Kate. Because she was bad-mouthing her date on her date with Hayden. I know. Like, she was literally making fun of him. Making fun of him. Well, at least at the time, I thought she was making fun of him. Because she said something like, he paid six figures to get his dog, you know. And and maybe secretly, she was like, no, he paid six figures to get that dog healthy again. (laughs) Like, that dude's got some cha-ching on him. (laughs) Maybe I just read that situation completely wrong. I could have. But... We were. We were saying, Kate, it's not cool that you're on a date with somebody. Why don't you just leave this date if you don't like them? And now we're saying, wait, she's thinking about this guy? Yeah. Wait, Ben, one more thing before yeah. we move on. Yeah. I didn't oh, think I we were going to spend this much time, but she was like, my sister in Christ. My yeah. sister in Christ. What is that? I mean, I wonder. <laughs> yeah. You know, people like, <laughs> Which because also- I'm. Because I'm a Christian, like yeah. that is a thing that's said, right? You're my brother yeah. in Christ. Now I don't say it. Like I, yeah. I, I, I think if like somebody showed it to me, I'm going to a a pastors conference here in about two hours. I leave for this conference, and it's a bunch of pastors around the country. I tell you what, and all my buddies know this, and all my pastor buddies know this. If one of them shakes my hand today and say hello, brother in Christ, I'll be like, hey, dude, no, nah, we, we 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 ain't playing this game, like. <laughs> We, we, oh, it was so funny because what she was doing is saying like she was prefacing that she was about to be extremely honest. <laughs> is that what she was doing? Because I yes. I heard it and I and we're my, in this together. Aren't we, lady? We're in this together. Uh, yeah. OK, so I, I don't know if there was like a religious undertone or a face statement to that more than just like, no, hey, I don't really think so. Hey, I just going to tell you something that's like, yeah, that's necessary here. My sister in Christ, yeah. come, come, come sit with me now. Yeah, it's a little bit. uh I don't want to say triggering because triggering is a way too big a word. It's a it's a weird word for, like saying for me to hear because like you hear it your whole life and sometimes it's like a little manipulative because like they're like yeah, don't, yeah, yeah you know brother in Christ don't you think this way also and you're like <laughs> wait no I don't like yeah. no I, again I, perfectly said she was like okay okay come to my side come to my side I'm gonna yeah. be honest with you and and I hope that you see me <laughs> yeah I see it because okay. it's a it's a tip like my experience is it's a manipulative. Yeah opening statement to get somebody to be convinced or feel like they need to be convinced by your opinion or oh, your Oh, a thousand take. percent. It's like wait, the way people say, oh, bless your heart when they're like demeaning you. No, oh, good old South. Good old South. Yeah. This is one of my favorite scenarios. Now, I know the, the, the Rodney and Eliza and Justin scenario took up everything, but that's why I want to start here because Ashley, I think this was one of the most intriguing and interesting like dynamics of the episode was Kate's kind of... Um, Honest opinion, and I got to give her this to again to close out this thought. It, I got to give her the 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 um, the credit for being 
very honest about what she was looking for and what she's feeling. I cannot hate <laughs> or I cannot dislike somebody for saying, no, you know what's really attractive to me is to have a lot of money. Now, I might disagree with that. I might say I don't think that's healthy, but I can't even, I, I can't say it's wrong because how do you quantify if it's wrong or right? I can't do that. It just, you don't ever hear somebody saying it as honestly and as openly and as many times in a couple yeah. different ways as she did. So, yeah. so interesting to me. Uh, I also just want to say, hey, it's going to be interesting to watch Logan uh, because Logan obviously got a rose and then was told, hey, I just need you to step up a bit. And he's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, this guy is just like on the weirdest bachelor journey ever. <laughs> I think he's, he's just having a blast. still around. I think, I think he's he having a blast. Too. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about something else that was fun to watch. It was Aaron and Genevieve at I'm the cocktail party talking about the love that they have for each other. But Aaron is the ultimate jokester. And I knew he was going to do this. I thought he was going to fake break up with her. But instead, he goes, so remember how I told you that I was falling in love with you on the jungle walk or yeah. <laughs> tunnel down the stairs? That's what it is. Yeah. Well, I lied. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I shouldn't have said that because... I am in love with you. And it was like, oh my God, yay. It's so fun to watch. Another thing that's like torturous to somebody else, which is poor Genevieve, but great for us to watch. The, yeah, it's good for us to watch. I thought he was hammered. Like, and he <laughs> might've been, but that dude looked like he was like- He was sweaty Three as a sheets effort. to the wind. Yeah. Like eight bourbons deep, couldn't get his words out. I mean, I, I can't say he was now because I think he was nervous and trying to like get the right words to trick her. He was sweaty in a way that you're not paradise sweaty. He looked like he was like emotionally emotional turmoil. Oh, it was raining. Uh Yeah. So he sat her out in the rain to do this, which is, I mean, from this episode or from last episode, I learned that people love sitting in the rain and making out. Um, Well, this, you know, that was pretty hot. You know, I get it. Like when Logan and Kate did kiss, I mean, it's like pretty exciting. Yeah. It's pretty romantic. Mm, Pick me up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was a good scene. I uh, I don't know, Ash. I'm not convinced this that the re- Aaron Genevieve relationship though still exists today, and I don't know. Um, I'm just not convinced. You're not convinced. You've hung out with her a few times, but not convinced. Well, she never. She <laughs> I wonder what that means. No, she was not flirtatious. Uh, I did not ask them, and I think I said this. I did not ask them really anything about Paradise or how it played out because it would be too hard for me to do this show and know. Mm-hmm. And so we talked a lot about where they're they where they were at personally, um, you know, with Rachel and Genevieve and Victoria. But we never really mm-hmm. spoke about like I had no clue that Victoria had any dates in Paradise, um, let alone a, a looks like a pretty solid relationship with Johnny. So I don't I don't know. It just it feels like it's healthy. But it also, to me, feels so different than anything I, um, I've i seen because it is a little contentious that, I, you know, it will it will it make it to the end? Mm. And that's a question I have. I mean, um, it, it just takes Robert, one more time for her to leave. Robert Mills uh, tweeted that this coming week that there will be a breakup along the lines of Carly and Kirk. So if you guys remember Carly and Kirk, it seemed like it was going good. Boom. And... Done. All the yep, all of a sudden. So I feel like if I have to tag a couple that will be that, I think it's gonna be them. Yeah. Well, Ashley, uh, it's time to get to the big moment. It's the Eliza, Rodney, Justin love triangle. 
Ashley, I'll let you, because you're fired up, uh, I'll let you take this away, and I'm going to kind of chime in. I don't have maybe as strong thoughts as you do, but I'll what? be interested to hear your, th- your <laughs> Okay. It's not that complicated to explain. She goes into a roast, you know, she goes into a cocktail party. She has to make her decision finally after this week of being confused between whether she's going to pick Justin or Rodney. The entire cast is putting so much pressure onto her picking Rodney, who they say is ready for the relationship, that like just is in love with her, that will do anything to be with her, that is just the ultimate romantic and gentleman. And then they're like, Justin, yeah, he's fun. We all like him. We all want to be friends with him, but we don't want you to be with him. But then we see the two moments with her and the guys. And to me, from her side, she seems just as into, into both of them. I think I said this last week and I'll say it again. I think there's more of a physical connection that she has attraction, whatever to Justin. There's just like a different light in her eyes. I really think that she looks at Rodney, like your stability, your husband material. But Justin is like the guy that I just kind of like want to jump his bones right now. That's just my interpretation of what I see. She certainly doesn't say this or allude to this, but I'm just like picking up on body language. But she's, and I will say Ronnie is super romantic. He says all the right things. He, oh, it's just so sweet. It's like, I get it. I get why the cast wants her to be with him. For sure, for sure. But I do feel like there was maybe a little bit too much pressure. And you felt just there was something about the editing that you felt like, even though, well, first, I didn't know that she was going to pick him at the rose ceremony. Going into the rose ceremony, I was like, gosh, too many People are saying, gotta be with Ronnie, gotta be with Ronnie. She's gonna pick Justin. And it's gonna be like, boom, Justin. And it's like, ah, that's what I was expecting. But then it didn't go that way. And then I was like, ah, this isn't over. This is not over. As soon as she went and walked Justin to the car, I was like, There's, she's gonna ask him back. She's gonna say, I can't do this. She's gonna want him to join the group again. That didn't happen, but it eventually happened the next day when she just kind of comes clean and says, the pressure got to me. Everybody wanted me to be with Rodney, but my heart isn't there. And it was really sad. So sad for Rodney. So, so, so most people listening have watched this scene play out. And what I want to do now is take some time to dig into uh, our opinions on this situation. Because I think it's important. Um, for, so my opinion was that she was pressured too much. Yeah, I think and she said it. And I think once she said it, to the girls, I think it made a lot more sense to me. I feel, oh, yeah. for, I feel for Eliza there. I feel for Rodney, and I, and I, and ultimately, uh, he is a tremendous dude. I mean, that's two seasons now he's been on. This is hard to do. Trust me. I mean, I was, uh, I had a lot of friends when I was on the Bachelor. I didn't make a lot of friends when I was the Bachelor. Uh, I hope <laughs> I, I still say this today. I hope the women that left that show, um, you know, know that I tried my best and that I tried to respect the whole situation well and them well, and I hope they feel like, yeah, that was a, a decent season, if anything, to be on. That that was worth me going on. And I remember on opening night, I don't think they showed it, but my very first speech to them was, I don't know how to do this thing. I have no clue how this is going to play out here. Uh, but my hope, my only hope, is that everybody that comes, that's sitting in the room in front of me now, leaves this going, you're glad you did it, for whatever reason you did this for. And I think, uh, even with that mentality, there you still get people that don't like you. And that happens in life. 
Somehow Rodney has made it through two seasons with everybody absolutely adoring this fella. And and I think it's clear why. He's a great dude. Yeah. But people I mean, people on the beach are crying. Oh for my Rodney. god, it was like somebody died. It was yeah. so crazy. I've never seen some I've never seen a cast so upset about somebody else's heartbreak. It was yeah. so sweet. It was lovely. I love seeing it. It really is a testament of what kind of human he is. Yeah. And this is what this was the moment that made me say, well, there's actually multiple moments with Rodney that made me say, I have to curse on this podcast today. Why the f isn't he the bachelor? That's a good question. What That's a good question. So like, it just doesn't make any sense because the producers it doesn't make any sense. They knew of this moment of this situation before picking Zach. This moment happened in June. They knew that the cast was going to be this distraught over it. We, they knew that the audience was going to root for him so hard. And then they chose Zach. It doesn't make any sense. Really, nobody felt anything intensely for. And they also knew that this moment was going to be shown in November, very close to the premiere of The Bachelor. And people would have been so excited and felt so much better going into the bachelor season or they, they feel so much better watching paradise knowing ah oh, this is why he's the bachelor oh this guy deserves the bachelor I, it doesn't make any sense to me ashley he is he is the perfect choice he is this this is what's confusing me these days with the show is he's like the golden gift right i mean it's like yeah. handed to them on a yes. silver platter being like yeah. Do you want somebody that people are going to watch? Do you want somebody that people are going to root for? Do you want somebody yeah. that people are going to be emotionally invested into? Yeah. Do you want somebody that's a good dude that most people really Engaging. like? Engaging. Yeah, he, he's fun to watch. He's he, he's magnetic on yeah, the screen. Yeah, we, we got that, but we don't want that. We want this dude. <laughs> it, 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 it's very confusing to me. Uh, I would have a feeling that it, Rodney's time on this show is not done. He is still their gift to be the bachelor. If he is not the next bachelor after this, we're going to be very confused. He is the best the candidate time, we've had the, in the years. The time passes and it doesn't make it doesn't make you feel as much. We don't need the time passing. And maybe that they really wanted us to be invested yeah. on him through Paradise. They wanted him to be the star of Paradise, sure. Yeah. But you make Colton and Nick the Bachelor after their seasons of Paradise, and you're not going to go and give us the gift of Rodney as the Bachelor? Like, you've done it before. You've spoiled your yeah. Paradise season in in respect of having the better And bachelor. it worked out. Good ratings, yeah. right? Both yeah. seasons had yeah. good ratings, a lot of engagement, a lot of crossover. Ashley, I'm with you. I think most people are with you. Um I, I, to kind of put a bow on this, though, because obviously we we both agree strongly that Rodney should have been the Bachelor, should be the Bachelor. Start filming over again. I'm sure a lot of people are, would be fine with it. Make him the Bachelor and just film this thing in a month. I don't care. Just show him on our <laughs> yeah, television right? again. Whatever. But I, I do want to just mention because I think, um, and and I didn't see a lot of it. I'm glad I did. Uh, you have to imagine the really difficult situation Eliza was in. She did nothing wrong. Um, oh, yeah. This is nothing against Eliza. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that the girls were so supportive yeah. of her when they were on the bed. They're like, go get your man. Go get your man. Like, you know, you have to follow your heart like that. And I'm just yeah. so glad that they weren't like, what were you thinking? Yeah. This is one of those moments on Paradise, Ashley, that it's sad and it's hard to watch. And we don't want anybody to be involved in it because it's but it's. It's what makes this show and it's made this show from 
The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. It's what's kept it around for 20 plus years are these moments where mm-hmm. y- there's no there's no secret here that real love existed and that real feelings were being, you know, communicated and that some one of these people believed that their partner forever was in on that beach with them. We've seen it on The Bachelor before. We've seen it on The Bachelorette. We've seen it in Bachelor Paradise, those moments that stick out to us. This is what makes the show great. These are the moments that we need to bring back because they're always available because people fall hard if we allow them to fall hard. Um, and we haven't seen it in years. We haven't seen these dramatic scenarios where, yes, we've seen breakups. Yes, we've seen some twists and turns at the end. But have we really seen something in years where we've been so convinced that one of the people really believes, like truly believes that their partner is on the show with them, that their their heart is in it, that the love exists? We haven't seen it, and I've missed it. This was hard to watch. Again, I don't enjoy watching it, but it what it's what keeps me watching the show. That was a beautiful tribute. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well. Yes, it was great diatribe. I yeah. really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, it is, and I and I, I hope feel like that back. towards Brandon and Serene too. Yeah, I, I have a feeling we're not going to see tears there. So yeah, uh, <laughs> we're just going to see good love, a lot of love. Let's talk about the teaser for next week. Okay. We see Eliza going to Baltimore, which is definitely for sake of drama, because at the time that Rodney is finding out that Eliza is going to go after Justin, he's definitely still at Vendanta. Yeah, Justin's hanging out in the room. (laughs) Justin's in one of the rooms. You usually don't leave the day after the rose ceremony. There's usually like one buffer day. I figured Justin was still there. And even if there's any hesitance, you know, the producers were going to be like, oh, hold him, hold him there. Yeah. And now they, but like, nope, they send them home and their flights are probably within hours apart. <laughs> they might be on the same flight. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> you know, but I love it. I love it for the drama and I can't wait to see his reaction because he seems more puzzled than happy. We'll have, I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay. Um, let's go on to headlines and then we'll wrap this sucker up. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that's so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, 
So it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was we'll it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School... I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, If someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it. Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Ashley, it's time for Bachelor Headlines. We have a couple of them this week, a couple of them to break down, a couple of them I need your opinion on, uh, and uh, and your opinion more of what in the world is happening. Uh, Jesse Palmer says Gabby, Wendy, and Eric are trying to, quote, work through things after broken engagement. We're going to call Hannah in again. 
<laughs> you guys, oh, Hannah was on our breaking news podcast last week when we told you about the breakup between Gabby and Eric and Hannah said that she had seen him out and about in Santa Monica, which is where he moved just prior to The Bachelor. He was out with buddies and blah, blah, blah. And well, this weekend, right after the announcement of the breakup, she saw him out again. What did you see? Oh, you didn't see him. Your friend saw him. Our other producer, Kendall Cohen, sent me a million pictures <gasps> of him out and about. And he was with a lady. He was living life. Oh, living life with ladies around him? It looked like he was broken up yeah. with Gabby for good. Yeah. That's uh, what I'm just going to say. It looks like they're Thanks working through things, huh? Is, is that yeah, what we're saying? We're really working through things. <laughs> My goodness. Um, all right. Next headline is this. Bachelor Nation's Emily Maynard shares baby number six was born with Down syndrome. She speaks about this with E. Aw, I'm so happy for Emily. She just seems to be the best mom. She's best mom. Seriously, the best. She's, to me, like my idol bachelorette who I've never met. And I just think she's such a wonderful spirit and soul. And I love watching her and her family grow. So she never announced that she was having another baby. Hmm. But then just last week, she said that on August 31st, Tyler and I welcomed our sweet son, their sixth child. It's insane. Jones, First Jones. off, like, can we just give a moment to breathe after <laughs> six kids? My goodness. Yeah, my goodness. Thank goodness Ricky, her daughter, is old enough now to like probably take a little bit of a, yeah. I don't want to say parental role, but a, a big help, help role. Help out. Yeah. So Jones West Johnson entered the world on August 31st. And she said during my surgery, which I think she's referring to a C-section, but I'm not sure there. Um, she goes, we learned that he was born with Down syndrome. Um, and it was certainly a surprise. They didn't do genetic testing. And she goes, we have so much peace in God's perfect plan. and know that Jones is going to be a blessing to our family. Uh, she said that he was in the neonatal intensive care unit for a little over a month and is now home, and she just couldn't love him more. Um, and she's just so thankful for everything that the Atrium Health uh, Leave-In Children's Hospital in Charlotte did for them during that time. Um, he's such a cutie. He's such a cutie. So um, I'm excited to see how he light, you know, it just brings joy to their family. You know, it's uh, it is wild to have six kids. I cannot imagine it, but she is in a tremendous mother, uh, and uh, and you know what? Congratulations, um, on their sixth child together. Ashley, switching gears a lot here. This is one um, the that I needed your opinion on. Uh, Bachelor Nation stars Greg Grippo and Victoria Fuller spark dating rumors, and then the second headline is this. Victoria Fuller kisses Greg Grippo at dinner with Nick Vile and more Bachelor Nation's members. Now, the only reason we're even talking about this, yes, they were spotted in Rome together, and so we, we have a good idea that they're together, is that... Uh, it's Nick, out there. Well, that Nick posted this. He outed the couple on his social media twice. Ashley... It's really weird. Isn't that odd? I mean, it, do you think there was... Okay, so there's a couple rumors that I, I looked up before this. Uh, you know, one is just Nick was, you know, doing his thing and and sparking a rumor on his own social, right? The second is that people uh, believe that maybe the producers uh, were working with Nick to spark this and get the reaction. I don't see why that would be beneficial to the show, but it is a theory. Um, 
Yeah, we don't want to spoil like too much here on the podcast. Obviously, you guys can look up spoilers as to what happened at the reunion show, which taped on Friday. The first headline here is more of like a like one of it's like subtle. Okay, so basically, Victoria posted a picture and she said, "Go on and put on that dress that all the bad boys like." And then Greg responded underneath, "Good girl." So obviously, that's on their own. That's them sparking the dating rumors on their own. But then them being out and about and being so obvious, one in public yeah. and to kissing on camera and you know that like nick didn't do that without approval there's no way he didn't do that without he did that with approval from definitely victoria and greg and i can't imagine nick going and pissing off the producers like that so i feel like there has to be some sort of overall approval on this romance coming out yeah it's uh it's surprising to me when i saw it I was like, this is, uh, yeah, this is surprising, if anything, that Nick would be posting about this. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I don't know anything about the details of this. I just know that if I was dating somebody personally and one of my friends posted a video knowing that people were going to speak about it and talk about it and I was going to have to be answering to it, I would be upset because I would want, I mean, when, when Jessica and I were dating for, you know, I think four months before we became public or three months before we became public, we did it on our own time and what felt healthiest to us and what felt like we were ready for. So I would be shocked if there wasn't approval um, from by Nick uh, for this post. And I don't think we have any comments from Victoria Gregg on the, the video being shared. But also my question is this. Yeah. Why wouldn't the two of them just want... I mean, if this is all about like getting social media traction and getting people to like show... like be on your social media wouldn't the two of them want to make this announcement or like post this little video my theory is this they want to pepper in little hints and not be super obvious to the mass population that watches bachelor in paradise super obvious yeah i think that they want to like kind of warm the audience up okay to being like this is happening she's not with johnny so even though you're about to see a few more weeks of her possibly with Johnny on the show, don't get attached to that storyline. But I also don't think they want it to be a big fat spoiler okay. for people who don't necessarily look for deep cuts on social media. Yeah, okay. Well, um, interesting developments playing out there, and we're going to see what's going on. Well, a couple uh, final headlines is here. Jesse Palmer teases that Zach's season of The Bachelor is easily the most emotional journey I've hosted, he says. This according to Us Weekly. I think he's hosted, this will be his, what, third uh, season? So, <laughs> oh my. Okay. I love so Jesse, more though. Emo- I do. I me too, me too, me too. He's a great little puppet in this moment. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so he hosted Clayton season and then uh, the girls' double season and then paradise. So, okay, it's more emotional than Clayton season. I don't know. Clayton season got a pretty emotional. There are his here are his here are his quotes that we don't necessarily really believe because we are a little mad at the fact that Zach is the bachelor over Ronnie at the moment. But here we go. The women are really into Zach. Zach's so emotionally mature, and he's the guy that's not afraid to wear his emotion on his sleeve. He's very very intentional. This is easily the most emotional show that I've hosted in the franchise. It's going to be emotionally charged, and it's because everybody really wants this. It's a totally different vibe than the other shows that I've hosted. I think he's doing amazing. I can't wait for people to see his journey. I don't know. How do you get more emotional than last night when the whole cast is crying? 
I have no idea. Uh, but I'm ex- I mean, I'm, I'll be excited to see it because we'll be watching it uh, because that's what we do here at the Almost Famous Podcast. We watch it, we break it down, we share our opinions, right or wrong, and what we're feeling and thinking at the time. Well, Ashley, that's all we got for everybody today. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Almost Famous Podcast unless some other breaking news pops up this week and, you know, we record a special episode. But until next time, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. See you guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. What keeps baby's skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. Free and Gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.